Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the College to Pro.com NFL Draft Lab. with JVP and Bo. We're going to talk about the 2020 NFL Scouting Combine next week. Bo, well, I should say Justin and I, we're going to be down in Indianapolis at the Combine and doing our thing. But we wanted to have a show before we get down there and kind of highlight some of the names that you folks need to know about who should um, kind of enhance their draft stock as they get, you know, I guess get going with these Combine drills. But Justin, with that said, um, how's the day treating you? Good. I mean, we're all excited about the, the combine coming up and moving to prime time. Uh, everybody, as far as next week, uh, you know, on Thursday, we'll be able to, you know, watch these guys run the 40s in prime time on fr- Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as well. So uh, getting exciting, getting as far as free agency uh, going down there. So it'll be a good time and, and looking forward to it as always. Definitely. And, you know, prior to us going live, we were talking a little bit about um, – you know, the breaking news where, you know, it looks like the CBA could be agreed upon by both sides, the NFLPA and the owners. Um, what are your thoughts on that moving forward? Well, I, you know, I think the standpoint of the, the NFL and the owners, you know, and subsequently the NFLPA, they want to be able to get the CBA done so that they can turn what these ratings were, TV ratings, you know, and get a new TV deal versus the standpoint of waiting another year and then where we have the, the election, the presidential election, we always see a dip in the TV numbers because people want to see what uh, President Trump and, and whoever is going to go against them, you know, debate uh, to see who will be the next president of the United States. And so they, those, the, the, you know, ratings always dip. So they want to be able to do this, you know, flip this into doing the TV deals with these numbers to be able to get more money. I think the Players Association, that's why they're trying to say, okay, hey, let's do the 17 games. I know a lot of people are against it, a lot of purists, a lot of traditionals are against the 17 games. Like we've talked about, it's going. I really like the playoff expansion where we go to uh, seven teams per conference. Only one team has a bye week. I think that's a great thing. It will keep, you know, teams, you know, that, you know, kind of a, on the on the bubble to make the playoffs, you know, through week 16 and 17, make those, you know, more games that are more relative, more playoff implications. So I think that's a good thing for the NFL. Yeah, I agree. And like I said, I mean, I hope this gets passed. Um, usually, you know, we're accustomed to seeing it drag out into the dog days of summer. And, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, they, they had to miss the Hall of Fame game just because, you know, they, they couldn't agree on anything. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, they finalized the deal. So hopefully this dusk is done and there's no hiccup or absence of football as we move forward. Um, again, me and Justin are start talking about the guys that you should know about when this combine gets going. And there's always these individuals, and there's so many, but there's always these guys that go down there and just make a complete – complete spectacle and do things that we didn't think was possible. You know, the big name last year was DK Metcalf. I mean, he looks like, uh, you know, uh, you know, He-Man body-wise. He runs faster than a cheetah, and he can bench press a Volvo. I mean, those are kind of things that get, get us all excited. Um, so why don't we do uh, the offensive guys 
and uh, we know we can kind of just tick tack back and forth on uh, you know the guys we think on the offensive side, and then we'll flip to the defensive side. That sound cool, Justin? Yeah, that's great. All right, cool. So um, I'll let you have a couple guys. You know, we'll kind of guess go back and forth, and then that way we'll we can have a list of some of the guys. Uh, you know, I guess uh, you know what is one of you know one of the guys that you think when we get down to Indy, this is the guy to look yeah, out I, for. Yeah, I think we'll, I think we'll see some guys just run some you know ridiculous numbers on the offensive thing, kind of starting with the the running you know backs. I mean, AJ Dillon out of Boston College. People are saying he's going to run the four fours, have a forty inch vertical jump. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, the running back out of Wisconsin, the people aren't talking about. Either. You know, he's going to, cl- you know, supposedly going to have a close to a 40-inch vertical jump. Uh, Levante Bellamy, a Western Michigan guy, uh, this past spring, he, you know, he was clocked by the Western Michigan, uh, you know, kind of laser time at 4.28 and had a 41 and a half inch vertical jump. Um, Jerry Judy, they're saying he's going to run in the 4.3s, a receiver out of Alabama. Hmm. Henry Ruggs, they're saying 4.2. Uh, you know, he ran that at Alabama's junior day. So, uh, you know, and then the last one that I've had kind of had a note on is Jalen Regard, the TCU uh, wide receiver. Uh, he, they're saying he's going to run the four two nines, you know, range. So we could have. So I think John Ross, who has the record of the fastest forty uh, there ever at the NFL Combine, broke Chris Johnson's uh, record. I think, you know, on Thursday night, they put it in prime time, the Henry Ruggs, you know, uh, the Jerry Judys, the, you know, um, as far as Bellamy, if he's back to that 4-2-8 and, you know, cleaned up a you know start, I mean, he could get down, you know, there to challenge those guys' numbers. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if any of those numbers, you know, I pop there, and that's what people are looking to see. You know, the 40 is kind of that, that sexy a drill. Everybody kind of tunes in. It's like when Usain Bolt there in uh, the Olympics or uh, Michael Johnson back in the day when he had his gold, uh, uh, you know, cleats on there running in Atlanta, in the, you know, in the Olympics there, people, you know, kind of turn there. They want to see fast guys run fast. Yeah. People definitely love the 40 and that is the iconic event at the combine. Uh, you know, those guys taking off and, uh, doing their thing and the speeds and they, they keep getting bigger and better. You know, these guys are off at all these comprime prep facilities, the science of sports and the way they can kind of, you know, evolve the athlete, if you will. And these, just these times keep getting faster. They keep getting stronger. Um, some of the guys, and you mentioned Jonathan Taylor, I mean, running back out of Wisconsin. I mean, he, you know, he was a four by 100 champion, I think four times out of Jersey. I mean, this kid got wheels. I mean, I mean, anyone want to watch college football, watch him, you know, escape, you know, around the end and, and he was good as gone. But uh, I did. And I think he's going to be a guy that we, we look at and does good things. Um, what I did today, I was kind of, uh, trying to reach out for a lot of the, uh, you know, facilities and uh, seeing who's really, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I, I was told that Zach Moss, the Utah back, is going to have a just a solid performance all around. Um, you know, he may not be, you know, the 4-3 guy, but when I guess when you start stacking up Zach Moss's numbers, from what I'm told, he's going to be a guy that really boosts his stock when it comes to Indianapolis next week in that combine. Um, the Michael Perrine is another gentleman that I've heard is going to do all around well numbers. Um, I think Kalik Hudson, well, where should I, I'm going to have to hold off on the offensive side. Um, <laughs> Brandon Ayuk, the Juco receiver, uh, Sierra, Nevada, uh, went on to Arizona State. Um, I think he's going to be a kid that surprises with the steed. And if you check him out, I mean, the kid's always chiseled up anyways. I mean, I mean he looks like a bodybuilder. Um, I think uh, Brandon Ayuk, it's going to be another individual that kind of really makes a name for himself next week with that improved stock. And then a couple guys, people might be thinking, what? 
But uh, I know down at the Senior Bowl when I was talking to Tex Terrence Steele, um, he was just he was so excited about the opportunity to go to the combine, and I'm going to call him our Lane Johnson 2.0. I remember talking to Lane Johnson down at the Senior Bowl, and he was kind of telling me like, "Hey man, I plan on going under sub five. I'm like, "Really for alignment?" And he goes, "Yeah." And, and lo and behold, <laughs> me this this guy's trucking. So Terrence still has an eyes on some terrific numbers. And then a guy, small school, but nonetheless, I'm hearing very good things in terms of, you know, he's going to be right there in the mix of when you start looking at all the drills combined. Um, I think Kyle Murphy, the Rhode Island Rams offensive lineman, um, another guy, again, you know, we get caught up in the, uh, you know, the skill guys, but I think uh, those are two linemen, Still and Murphy, especially Still, who are going to have some very good workout numbers. And obviously the workout numbers, they boost it. I don't know what your thoughts are on all this, Justin, but, you know, to me, I mean, you know, for first, I think, you know, combines for the medical. I mean, that's why they're going. The medical is the, yep, the for sure. cream of it's all medical. Um, the interviews, the interviews are crucial. This is the first time these teams get to meet these kids and, they, you know, they're going to find out, hey, are we going to bring these guys in for private workouts, all those things that come with this nature. And then I think lastly, I mean, the numbers are vital. And, I mean, if you go down there and you wow these guys like a Mike Mamula did years ago from BC, you know, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna turn some heads. But at the end of the day, I just think it's kind of a, you know, you know, if you if you like player A and you like player B, but player B is a tenth quicker in every single drill, then then that may sway you to take player B over player A. But you know, I don't think running, you know, and wasn't it you that just posted on Twitter? And I loved it. If it wasn't you, I loved it anyways. But didn't you post, uh, you know, Jerry Rice's and uh, all the, uh, the yep. combine numbers from the, you know, and you are, and I always think, and when you posted it, it made so much sense. I mean. All the greats that you think about, very few have these astronomically insane combine numbers. They had good numbers, but most of all, they're just fantastic football players. So, again, I mean, we could debate this till the end of time, but, again, I, I think it's a fun thing. Once again, you're listening to the JVP and Bo Show as our combine preview show rolls on. We just talked about some offensive guys that you should kind of take a peek at, and then we're going to discuss some of the defensive guys that we're hearing good things about. And, Justin, who are some of the defensive guys that you're hearing? <clears throat> well, as far as defensive guys, uh, Novell um, Gallimore, uh, the Oklahoma State guy, you know, over 300 pounds. Uh, people are saying he's going to run the four sevens, you know, so that would be crazy. Isaiah Simmons, who will be a top-five pick, you know, 40-inch vertical, four 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 forty. C.J. Henderson, the corner out of Florida, over a 40-inch vertical. Troy Pride. Out of Notre Dame, four three two. Jeff uh, Ganali, the TCU corner, four three four. Ashawn Davis, the Cal uh, safety, four three. Um, Kyle Dunger, a small school Lenore Ryan guy, four four one. He ran in the spring at a forty inch vertical jump at six two two twenty. So, so definitely some. These are probably some of the highlights. I mean, again, the defensive guys go. Saturday and Sunday, and those obviously those DBs on, on Saturday, um, you know, and the DBs have been kind of disappointing in terms of testing, in the, you know, in the last couple of years, you know, they haven't been to what the, the receivers have, have ran. So it's going to be, you know, interesting if, you know, Troy Pride can, you know, get to that close to that, you know, 4-2 uh, number there. So it's, you know, it's definitely well, you know, something interesting. You... So those... Go ahead. Yeah. But it... Now, you know, um, it's funny you brought up the DBs. I, I remember uh, a couple years ago, uh, an agent was complaining, you know, because their guy, was, you know, they had a DB, and obviously the DBs, you know, the last runners. But they said, and, and I don't know, I, you know, I, I don't, I never knew what to make of it. I'll get your thoughts. They, they, 
they were upset, and they say the track should be replaced by the end of the week because they said it gets worn down and doesn't have enough as much grip after all those guys running on it. And I was like, I don't know if there's any validity to that or not, but it was always something I thought about because they are the last, and you have hundreds of guys, you know, doing the 40 and practice runs. And so do you think there's any evidence that maybe that's why they get a little slower by the end of the week? I mean, it could be. I mean, I think obviously, you know, the uh, Lucas Oil you know, field is a field turf. And basically, if you look at those field turf, obviously it's the, you know, kind of the rubber, the, the, the pellets, uh, the tire pellets that are underneath there. And, and a lot of, you know, and again, I don't know because I'm not there at night watching them do it. But a lot of times when you're when you're working with those kind of those rubber pellets, you basically there's a machine that basically goes over the field to kind of replace those, you know, pellets or kind of get them, you know, so they're not all pushed down. So it kind of, you know, gives gives some uh, grip there. So uh, I don't know if they're doing that. I would assume they would. So, you know, again, we would have same surfaces there. Um, but there could be some validity to that. You know, we'll, we'll have to watch that. Uh, this week and and you know maybe do some do some dig and do some research do some recon while we're we're down there in India about the track there at the Lucas Oil Field. Yeah, like I said, it, it was something was brought up and I'm because I remember the guy's DB running and and you know and he and he was complaining and again it's always stuck with me. I'm like, is there you know is there a real reason to be concerned? If maybe is that is the, you know the reason why these DB numbers have dropped, but. Um, you know, some of the defensive guys, and you, you mentioned too, um, I, I think C.J. Henderson, I, I, I think I may put him as my combine MVP at this point, at least defensively. I think he's going to run fast. I think he's going to lift a lot of weight. I think he's going to jump high. I think every per animal that you could think this young man's going to be able to do, I think he's going to kind of skyrocket above and beyond all the others. Isaiah Simmons, like you said, top five pick. I mean, this kid is just freakishly athletic anyway. So, I mean uh, – I mean, he's going to, you know, I'm going to tell the folks out there, he's going to look athletic playing chess. That's how athletic he is. So, I mean, no matter what this kid does, Isaiah Simmons from Clemson is going to look like an athlete. Um, I think Chase Young, I, you know, I think, you know, we start getting those cuckoo guys. You know, this guy's going to come in. He's going to be 270. He's going to run a 4'6", 4'7". I mean, it's just, just a, it's just amazing how these guys have transformed their bodies and, and, the, and the athleticism these guys possess now. Um, and then I think Khalid Hudson, um, in terms of the Michigan guy, just in terms of the bench press, this is a weight room warrior. Um, I, I'm going to put my money that out of the DB safeties, he's going to push the most, uh, put the most iron up the most times. Um, I think he's going to surprise people with how much uh, he puts up in terms of just broad strength. Um, and, you know, and the, the fun part about this is there's so many guys, there's so many kids busting their tail, and there's so many names out there that we're going to know about when we do the combine wrap up show following up though on the combine. But, you know, I, I think we did a fantastic job of kind of covering the bases on some of the guys that we need to look at. And uh, what are your thoughts, Justin, on, you know, um, you know, the, we start, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's this crazy time. I mean, everything gets to be discussed, but I know, uh, you know, they broke the story that Jalen Hurts will not do any other positional drills. He's sticking to the quarterback. I know that's always something we have to deal with, but I mean, I don't see Jalen Hurts as any position. And I actually think of, I think I like Jalen Hurts as one of the unsung, you know, big name prospects that may not get a lot of draft day love, but I think he can carve out a decent career in the next level. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, you know, obviously, you know, you look at an athlete, you look at a guy who, and as far as his throwing ability, you know, in terms of mechanics, in terms of 
hey, was he always the most accurate guy? Obviously, that's why he got pulled in the national championship game, you know, when Tua was a freshman three years ago. It's because he couldn't hit the broad side of the barn, you know, but he was, he was, he's a powerful big man, you know, there. It's hard to take him down fast, athletic, you know, but as far as accuracy there, and obviously if he was accurate, Tua's on the bench, maybe, and, and Tua basically said, you know, you know, he was going to transfer you know, after the national championship game because he, you know, didn't think he was going to get any playtime because of what Jalen Hurts did. And obviously, you know, it gets in, in history, gets kind of rewrited, and, and, you know, things would have been different uh, there at Alabama. But obviously, Tua comes yeah. in at, at halftime and, and, you know, tears it up there. So, But I do think as far as Hurts, he, he, he's helped himself there at Oklahoma. You know, the question is that I don't ever see him as a starter, uh, but a solid, you know, backup in the league. You know, the yeah. the question is 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 how much can he improve? Yeah, definitely, and 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 that's the the bizarre thing about the draft when you think about it. You know, everybody wants to be Patrick Mahomes, but you know, even if you're, you know, even if you're a lifetime backup, you know, I mean, there's just something to say about you know making a living in the National Football League despite not maybe having the stats and the starts and being the name that we talk about week in week out. But uh, you know, there is something to say about being able to kind of hang on and and you know become a guy that you know. You know, holds the clipboard, but nonetheless, uh, you hold a roster spot too. And at the end of the day, that's the yep. goal for all of these guys as they make their path towards the 2020 NFL draft. But before they can get there, they have to go to Indianapolis, the top down there next week, doing their thing. And Justin and I will be down there, also bringing you a show live on location. And Justin, I'm thinking maybe you know we're down there, we know enough people, maybe we could bring a couple guests on board next week. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, like I said, I mean. Uh, well, you know, you know, we're going to be galloping around the town, and you know, we know enough people, so maybe uh, you know, we could grab a few, uh, maybe you know, maybe even a player, uh, you know, but you know, get some uh, trainers, maybe a coach, scout, uh, you know, yeah. somebody to come on and, and share some of their thoughts on uh, what's going on in the week of Indianapolis. Now, this might be the fun part of the show. Me and Justin were kind of debating on the. Well, it's usually Justin. Justin's the mind, the mastermind of the program. He gives us the ideal topics that we know that you guys are going to love. But uh, we're going to start talking about some of the hot spots in Indianapolis. So the restaurants, places to be, um, what are some of your places to frequent when you go down to the combine? Well, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, champs is a, is a place that you can find a lot of scouts there. Harry and Izzy's uh, a good place to find, you know, people, you know, milling, you know, about there at, at the bar. Obviously the Ram is a, is a hot spot there. Obviously, St. Elmo's uh, Prime 47, even at you know after a late night, um, there'll be there'll be people there. So uh, there's a lot of uh, good spots. You know, I think um, you know as far as at the sports bar, I would say Champs is probably you know my favorite there. You know, um, uh, you know definitely for us to to, to have a, a cold beer and, and, and some food, and you know kind of obviously run into people there because you never know who's going to be around, who's going to be out um, out on the town. Definitely. Um, I'm a big Ram guy. I mean, I have to, I like the banana beer, so I, I have to make it a point, no matter what point of the day, it could be 11 a.m., it could be 5 p.m., it could be 1 a.m., <laughs> I have to make sure that I get one of their banana beers. Um, not too much on the banana, but that slight hint, like a wheat beer, but nonetheless, um, I will be, and Je- you know what, Justin, I went on their website today, and I don't know if, I didn't see it. So I'm going to – I mean, it's been there for the last 100 years. We've been going down there for – I've never I had a banana beer. Yeah, you know, I think – I think, yeah. I'm going to have to 
I'm going to have to go and have a banana beer just, you know, and we're going to have to report on that, you know, either either on, a, on our wrap-up show, how good the banana beer was. Because I think people would be interested in that because that's a, a very unique thing there. Oh, yeah, it's delicious. And like I said, I, I, I have it every once a day, at least <laughs> one per day at the Combine while I'm down there. It's so I can guarantee Monday – yeah, you know, I'm a runner, so I, you know, I, I got to get that potassium in to heal the bones. Um, and Harry and Izzy's, I mean, everyone loves Harry and Izzy's. Um, I was a little bit more upscale. Not, a, you know, I mean, you know, the Rams more your Applebee's type night out. Um, Harry and Izzy's is going to set you back, uh, you know, a little bit more. But again, fabulous. Um, St. Elmo's, I mean, kind of the br- brother and sister uh, restaurants between Harry and Izzy. I mean, you know, everybody goes there for the steaks. Um, I got a couple others now because one, I, you know, I run, so I'm, I, I kind of, I kind of see a lot of the city and I think it was last year I found a, and I don't know the exact area. I think it's on Virginia Avenue, I think, but, uh, down there, they got a, um, hotel tango distillery and that whole little street where that distillery is, it's all bars and like, uh, breweries. And, uh, one of the places I would actually go do some of my day work was uh, I think it's, it's Calvin Fletcher's Coffee Company. So if you're down there, a little off the beaten path, but if you want to get away from it, because you know, Justin, you, you can't really go sit and have any privacy. If you want to go to Starbucks and have a cup of coffee and do something, you're not going to happen because it's just, just, just everybody's there and you're just going to constantly be talking. You're getting done. But if you're in Annapolis and you're part of the show, you're part of doing something, you want a sneaky place to get off. Um, I, there's a couple little sneaky spots, but uh, again, I, I can't wait for you to have a, a beer. I'll buy the first round. Is that fair enough? <laughs> that sounds good. All right. So, so let's see. Okay. So pick your offensive guy, pick your offensive guy, your defensive guy. I'll give you the first on the offense and then I'll go defense. And then, uh, and then maybe we'll, we'll, we'll have the second, whoever buys the first two rounds, Justin. Gotcha. Gotcha. In terms of in terms of players, I think you know as far as offensive guys there, you know Jonathan Taylor's a guy who you know to me hasn't gotten enough hype here. You know talking about him, obviously, like you said, he was as far as his track background, um, you know his his history there as far as running the football there at Wisconsin. You know his his constant from he you know was busted on the scene as a true freshman, you know, and just kind of ran it there. I'm going to be interested in what he does, how he helps himself. Um, you know, there, and I think he could help himself a lot if he could come and, and kind of bust, you know, some big numbers because people aren't talking about him running, you know, super fast or, you know, having a, a super big workout, but like you went back to his high school days and as far as being on those championship four by 100 things and being a track guy. So I'll be interested to see who he, what he does. Cause I think he could help himself, you know, sneaky kind of, Hey, go from people are talking about even Cam Akers being a better running back. I saw, uh, as far as one of the draft Knicks, I don't know if it was Buddy. Uh, as far as um, as far as um, Bucky Brooks, I think Bucky Brooks had obviously uh, Cam uh, Akers as his run, uh, running back ahead of Jonathan Taylor. So I think he's not getting enough love, you know, in this process when he was as far as a very productive running back there in at Wisconsin. We know a couple what type of running backs, what type of offensive line that Wisconsin always produces there. We've seen as far as Melvin Gordon, what he's done there with the the Chargers, and and definitely I I like Jonathan Taylor. Definitely, and uh, I'm going to go with the speed guy. I think I'm going to – you mentioned him earlier in his junior day. Um, Henry Ruggs III out of Alabama. I mean, Judy is – you know, Jerry Judy is a phenomenal. I mean, I think overall, I mean, I I 
to me, he's, he's a, you know, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I, I think LaVisca Chenault from Colorado is my favorite receiver in this draft class, but I think the one that's going to test the best is going to be a guy like Jerry Judy, that long body, almost those Julio-type numbers I think he's going to be able to duplicate, and we all remember what Julio Jones did when he had his combine performance. Um, then on the flip side, um, you know, we talked about him earlier, uh, C.J. Henderson. Um, I think, he, again, I think he's going to be the rock star of this event. Um, you know, we were talking about, you know, it's been a while since a DB or one of these guys have kind of really set the combine on fire in terms of blazing numbers. Um, I, I think he's going to be able to uh, do that as long as maybe they resurface that carpet that they're running on down there. <laughs> they're screwing all these poor defensive back by week's end. But uh, that said, uh, who is, who's that defensive star that you think is going to be able to rock this thing? Yeah, I think uh, Isaiah Simmons, you know, I think he's just going to just probably test out the world. I mean, he was obviously a safety to start with Clemson's, you know, moved to linebacker. That's why he's going to play in the NFL. He's going to be a guy who, you know, is going to get drafted high. And we saw what the Super Bowl did with Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, for as no one was able to stop that tight end. I think Isaiah Simmons, whoever he goes to, he's going to be the perfect tight end stopper, you know, to be able to be able to match them up physically and athletically, you know, and for is be able to kind of stop that that kind of that tight end that we've seen be kind of a very productive player uh, here in the new NFL. Definitely, and you know Simmons kind of reminds me of that Ryan Shazier. You know, uh, you know Ryan Shazier was not the biggest guy, but I mean when you talk about a guy that was just gifted, rangy, could cover the tight ends. I mean, could cover receivers, but uh, you know I I, I kind of see a little bit of that Simmons just because of the size comparisons. And obviously the athleticism. Um, Justin, fabulous show. I cannot wait to hang out and do our thing in Indianapolis. Always one of the bigger weeks. I think it's actually the best week, and I'm most excited. And you know, when we were talking during the show. It really didn't hit me. It's you know, I mean, for me, you know, I'm over at the, you know, the, the, you know, you're doing interviews and everything as such during the day, and the combine is going on, so you really don't get to see anything live. But you, like you said, when when these 40s start coming off the board Thursday night and, you know, the big receivers, we're probably going to be at the Ram drinking banana beer watching these guys do their thing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, and speaking of those those wide receivers, that's uh, one of the deepest class, and that's going to be kind of the separating. I mean, we got all these receivers that are all kind of, you know, bunched in. The T. Higgins, uh-huh. we didn't talk about. C.D. Lamb, we didn't talk, you know, about. Uh, the Rugs, the Judy. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, just there's, you know, and yeah. so I think this is kind of, kind of help kind of separate and be, okay, hey, you know, we're, this is how we're going to be able to, to rank them. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. One thing I think with what's going to hurt, it's not going to hurt us or, you know, there. What it's going to hurt, it's going to hurt the Indianapolis high-end restaurants. Because, you know, basically the combine yeah. was running in, you know, at 9 a.m. And you had the, the owners, the, the GMs, the head coaches, the scouts, all the assistant coaches there at the RCA Dome or then, you know, Lucas Oil Field. You can tell how old I am calling, you know, the RCA Dome there at the NFL Combine. But and then basically then they went out at, you know, 6, 7 o'clock, 8, 9 and went to, you know, Prime 47, Roos Chris. Harriet Izzy's, um, uh, St. Elmo's, you know, as uh, far as Hyde Park, yeah. all the the steakhouses uh, bought, all had steaks, all had, you know, bought expensive bottles of wine, you know, things. So the the tourist industry, the high end tourist industry, is going to be hurt, and that's that's who's going to be hurt by by this in terms of 
not as much money, not as much money as far as the NFL uh, guys, because they're going to have to be there in Indianapolis or in the, uh, you know, far as the Lucas Oil Stadium watching the 40s when it's dinner time. The home run comment of the whole show, yeah. I, I, well, I, I hope for the, the the restaurants and the waiters and waitresses and bartenders, I hope they find out another way. Yeah, yeah, yeah like you said, because those poor guys, they're going to be out working late at night, and usually those nights are reserved for high-end steak dinners and meeting with people, but not this year as the NFL kind of changes the format. Justin, hey, we're almost out of time. Safe travels in Indianapolis, and I'll see you next week. See you next week, brother. Awesome stuff. Once again, Justin Van Poolboot and myself, Bo Marchand, will be down in Indianapolis bringing you more on-location shows. As always, we appreciate you listening to the JPP and Bo Show. This has been a C2P exclusive. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.